This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. The A's are in full swing at spring training. Let's catch up with Jane Lee to get all the news and notes coming out of that camp. I am Allison Futter. Jane, um, I think I want to start with just talking about the obvious, Sonny Gray. How does he look? I don't know. We're going to be watching him a lot because he didn't have a good year last year, quite frankly. So how are things going for him in this early spring training? Yeah, he made his um, debut yesterday, and I mean, Sonny looked like Sonny. He, I, I think he looked more like, you know, we're used to seeing him, the sunny of 2015, more than the sunny of 2016. And I know it's just one game, and it's going to be talked about every time he's out there, and then the cycle's going to begin again when the regular season starts. And it's definitely too early to say that Sonny's back, but, I mean, the fact that they got a glimpse of the guy that they're used to seeing um, performing the way he did, he was through a ton of strikes, um, had four strikeouts over two innings, um, only gave up one hit, and it was the first batter of the game, and I think it really upset him because Sonny is such a fierce competitor, no matter the situation, be it you know exhibition game or not. Um, and he was just locked in from there. Um, he was saying it, it was kind of interesting after the game hearing him talk about you know missing his location just ever so slightly with that one batter, and then they threw the exact same pitch in the same sequence the next inning and got a strikeout out of it. And that's just kind of the the type of guy Sonny is. I mean, he is so in tune with himself, with the game, and, you know, always has, you know, a plan going in. And for him to execute it that first time out, I think it was a little bit of a relief for him just because he hasn't been in a game situation in a long time, just dealing with so many injuries last year. Um, and also a relief for the team, just knowing, hey, like, this is our guy. He, you know, he, he's looking like he should. Um, this is the guy we're going to need to be counting on and of course you know it's easy to maybe overhype it over you know two innings but I think it was still important to see just because it was his first time out and and even though it is spring training um, and sometimes you know we talk about results too much I think for him he kind of needs those results this spring just to kind of get that confidence back going into the season. Yeah, there's this odd thing about him not being able to participate in the World Baseball Classic um, because he was denied insurance coverage. Is that something that they can't anticipate ahead of time and that just come or did somebody miss something? A rule? No, I guess um, they did not find out about it um, until well after he committed to the team, which you would think that, you know, you have a list of guys that, you know, you, you want to ask to participate they would they would do this vetting process beforehand. You know why why wait until now to go through this and um, deny someone who is really looking forward to. It? I mean, Sunny has played for the national team before, really enjoyed it, um, and I think he was kind of excited about um, knowing he was going to be able to compete in these high intensity games before the regular season began. Um, one day in the clubhouse, he was showing me, you know, these shoes he was having um, New Balance makes for the World Baseball Classic exclusively, um, these red, white, and blue shoes. 
Um, I think he was super excited. And then to find out, you know, that you can't play because of an issue like that, I, I think it was pretty unfortunate. Of course, there's a silver lining of, hey, he gets to stay with the A's and they get to keep watch over him all spring. Um, but no, this for some reason, it's just it's not something that was brought to his intention until well after he committed. And it's not something, I mean, I had ever heard of. Um, I know that I guess a few other players like Russell Martin um, had the same issue. Um, and I guess, you know, being considered a player who, who is denied insurance, I mean, Sonny just couldn't meet any of their requirements. Um, he spent way too many days on the DL last year. He was injured at um, the end of August. And even when he did come back, he didn't throw enough innings to kind of meet that exception. So um, kind of an unfortunate thing to happen. But also, I mean, there's there's definitely positives out of it, just knowing that he will be here and, um, you know, the A's can just kind of oversee him a little bit better. Yeah, that's interesting. Okay, so another odd little strange thing that's going on. Uh, Sergio Casilla, did he ever make it to camp? <laughs> he is not here. Um I mean, it's been the A's have been here for two and a half weeks now, um, and I know that there's you know you hear about these visa delays all the time, but this seems pretty excessive. Um, and, and it's not like the A's even have a timetable of when they know he's going to be here. Um, and we heard you know at the beginning of spring there was going to be a delay because he didn't sign until the end of January, so it wasn't until then that this process could even begin. But you would think by now, I mean, we're into March, and Santiago is a guy that is supposed to go also join the Dominican Republic and play in the WBC, and now the A's are wondering, okay, are we even going to have him here before he's supposed to go play for them? Um, I mean, Bob Melvin keeps saying every day, I haven't even met the guy, I just want to meet him. And you know, it's not just like it's any guy either. I mean, this is a guy that's going to play a substantial role in their bullpen. But we ask, you know, continually every morning, you know, any word, any word. And um, it's just the, the same answer, no, every day. It used to be um, any day now, and I think that they've given up on even saying that. Um, so I think at the beginning of camp, there wasn't much of a concern just because, you know, he, he's a veteran. He knows how to prepare for the regular season. He's been doing all of his throwing in the Dominican Republic at the team's academy. Um, so it's not like he's just sitting around. I mean, he's doing all of his work, but... I mean, when you get here, you still, I'm, I'm sure the A's want to see him throw a bullpen, um, you know, face hitters and BP before throwing him into a game. And and even though he has had a big workload in recent years, and even though he is a veteran um, who knows how to prepare, I mean, you still need to get every guy a minimum number of games before the regular season. And it just seems like the, the clock's ticking on him. Um, and I know it's just frustrating for everyone involved. And, you know, we're, we're also reminded it's not his fault. It's you know, it's not like he's choosing not to be here. Um, he just hasn't been given the green light. So we we keep waiting, and um, I know they're, they're just holding on hope that he gets here before the WBC. And you have to wonder, uh, at this point, does he bow out of it, um, you know, recognizing that maybe it's best he, he stay here with his new team. Um, so just kind of a, a weird situation. Yeah, that is really – that is very strange. That's a good point. Maybe he just should just stay put. And be with the A's, so but he's got to get there first. Okay, so <laughs> I'm laughing because um, so where would there be a baseball tie to the Oscar debacle that we saw the other night at the Academy Awards? Of course, we all know what happened. 
Um, there was a little mix-up at the end, and immediately you're like, I know I'm going to have to write a story about this tomorrow, and why is that? Because John Axford plays for the A's. Um, so explain <laughs> to us why there would be that tie. He is the Oscars guy, and what did you ask him? What did he say? <laughs> yeah, he is John Axford. I think everyone probably knows by now he's a huge film buff, um, big Oscars guy, sees, um, I mean, more movies than, you know, probably – you know, definitely more than anyone in the clubhouse, probably anyone in the press box and any, you know, anywhere. Um, I mean, he's the one seeing, you know, the short films, the, the documentaries, um, the animated films. I mean, he sees it all. Um, and he also, of course, makes predictions, Oscar predictions. Um, it started off a few years ago and he started off, I think he only did – he only predicted 18. I think he left out the, the technical categories. Um, and, and that year he went 18 for 18. So um, then he started doing all of the categories. There's 24. And I guess the last two years he's finished 17 for 24, which is still very good. Um, and, and so this is, you know, of course, known. So everyone kind of talks to him ahead of time about his Oscar pick. And then, you know, finding out what happened, coming in the next day, I think everyone's eye was just, you know, on his locker, like, where is he? We need to talk to him. You know, who cares what else is going on around um, a baseball clubhouse? We need to talk to this baseball player about the Oscars. Um, and sure enough, you know, first sight of him, you know, we're, we're all huddled around him asking him about it. Um, and he was at, he went to a restaurant um, somewhere in Arizona. He, he didn't um, want to plug the restaurant, um, but he went by himself and was there for the entirety of the Oscars, which, I mean, the Oscars are long. They're like three and a half hours. Um, he shut this place down. There were no other customers in this place. And he's like, okay, the second they read Best Picture, I'm out the door. So, you know, they take the stage. Oxford gets up out of his chair, puts his jacket on. It's just like any second, except as, you know, anyone who, who saw knows that um, the announcement took a little bit longer because there was so much confusion, confusion over the envelope. And, you know, Axford's there thinking, like, what is taking so long? Like, come on, just read the thing. So the second he hears La La Land, he leaves. He gets in his car, goes home. <laughs> and he, he's like, he doesn't turn on his TV when he gets home. Um, he lays down on his couch and, you know, he looks at his phone and his agent had, I think, texted him and told him what had happened. And he's like, what? This this can't be true. There's no way. What is he talking about? So turns on his TV, sees what's happening, and then he's got all the electronics going. He said, you know, it's same, he was watching TV. He had his tablet up, um, his phone. He was trying to find basically every possible video still he could find <clears throat> to get, you know, the different angles of the envelope and see how this happened. I mean, he was definitely invested um, in this. And um, he was also excited about it because he did like La La Land, but his favorite movie of the year was Moonlight, um, which did end up winning. So he was pretty ecstatic about it. Um, yeah, just it is just it's just kind of fun, you know, talking to a baseball player about something other than baseball. Um, and he's so he's so passionate about it too. So yeah, that was 
that was definitely a, a fun morning. And I think, you know, as confused as he was over the whole thing, he was pretty happy about it. <laughs> yeah, I can just imagine that he probably, he probably going to the ballpark knew that he was going to have to address this with the media. Um, oh, for sure. <laughs> it's the greatest. Okay. So our last minute that we have here, I'm going to ask you um, to turn the conversation to you. So we're asking all of our reporters for a fond memory of covering baseball. So just kind of traveling around with the team. Um, it can really be anything. Do you have a, a particular, you're still early in your career, but you've been on the beat for a while. So what are some of your fond memories from covering baseball? I feel like I've answered some variation of this question at different points. And um, I mean, the first thing that always comes to mind um, is Dallas Braden's perfect game. I was a month into the job, so I had barely been on the beat. Um, and, you know, you, you talk to writers and so many um, have not even experienced you know, a no-hitter, let alone a perfect game. And here I am a month onto the job, and Dallas Braden uh, throws a perfect game on Mother's Day with his grandmother, who essentially raised him in the stand. And you just can't drop, you know, a better story. And I just remember, you know, just the emotions of that day. And for it to happen to someone, you know, like Dallas, of course, just kind of, I think at the time, the last person probably on that pitching staff that you expected to do something like that. Um, it was just, it was so cool. And, um, you, you know, just the, not only that day, but in the days that followed, I mean, so many, um, so many great stories came out of it. Um, you know, we got to learn more about his upbringing with his grandma. So I, that's definitely a day I will always remember. Um, I mean, there's, of course, you know, you, you experience some fun things traveling around so much, but I think that's, something that will kind of always stand out yeah totally there's a there are people who are 25 years older than you who have gone an entire career without covering or seeing a no hitter perfect game in person so good for you that was good very good jane appreciate your time enjoy the rest of spring we'll talk to you next week mlb.tv premium the number one live streaming sports service is celebrating 13 years watch every out of market regular season game live or on demand in true hd real-time highlights live look-ins pitch tracking widget and more mlb.tv premium includes a free at bat 15 subscription watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices watch at home in the office or on the go every night on every device blackout and other restrictions apply visit mlb.tv for details okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you i can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or i can conquer it I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.